Thank you for joining me for our Ash Wednesday service. Our service is in the bulletin. We're going to begin right now with hymn number 499, O God of Mercy, God of Might. O God of mercy, God of might, in love and mercy infinite, teach us as ever in your sight to live our lives to you. You sent your Son for all to die, that fallen man might live thereby. Oh, hear us, for to you we cry, in hope, O Lord, to you. Teach us the lesson Jesus taught, to feel for those his blood has bought that every deed and word and thought may work a work for you. All are redeemed both far and wide, since Jesus Christ for all has died. Grant us the will and grace provide to love them all in you. In sickness, sorrow, want, or care, may we each other's burden share. May we, where help is needed there, give help as though to you. And may your Holy Spirit move all those who live to live in love till you receive in heaven above all those who live for you. We worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In this holy season of Lent, we gather in the shadow of the cross of Christ. Let us turn our hearts to God who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. We seek the truth of God, trusting in his unfailing mercy. His compassion and grace will never cease. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Dear friends, let us approach God with a true heart and confess our sins, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to forgive us. O Lord, hear my prayer, listen to my cry for mercy, and in your faithfulness come to my relief. Do not bring your servant into judgment, for no one living is righteous before you. Answer me quickly, O Lord, my spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Jesus says to his people, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. His death paid for the guilt of your sins and the sins of the whole world. Do you believe this? Because of the promise of our Savior, Jesus, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Be assured that you are a dear child of God and an heir of eternal life. Praise be to God for his gift of forgiveness, new life, and salvation. We'll sing verses 1 and 4 of Come to Calvary's Holy Mountain. Come to Calvary's holy mountain, sinners ruined by the fall. Here a pure and healing fountain flows to you for me, for all. In a full perpetual time, opened when our Savior died. They that drink shall live forever, tis a soul-renewing flood. God is faithful, God will never break his covenant of blood. Signed when our Redeemer died, sealed when he was glorified. Lenten services this year will be looking at a composite passion history reading. That means all four Gospels of the, of the New Testament are put together into a, a longer reading of the passion history. But tonight we're going to look at the assigned readings for Ash Wednesday, following Wednesday's looking at that passion history. The assigned readings for tonight, Old Testament reading from Joel chapter 2, verses 12 to 19, call to repentance. The vine has dried up and the fig tree has withered, the pomegranate, the date, the palm, and the apple tree. All the trees in the countryside have dried up, and joy has dried up for all the people. Put on sackcloth, you priests, and lament. Wail, you who minister in front of the altar. Come spend the night in sackcloth, you who minister before my God. Because the grain offerings and drink offerings are being held back from the house of your God. Set aside a day of fasting. Call a solemn convocation. Summon the elders and everyone who lives in the land to come to the house of the Lord your God. Cry out to the Lord. How terrible that day will be. Yes, the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Hasn't the food been cut off right before your, our eyes? Happiness and celebration are cut off from the house of our God. The planted seed is dried up under the clods of earth. The storehouses are in ruins. The granaries have been broken down because the grain has dried up. Listen to how the cattle bellow. The herds of cattle are milling around in confusion because they have no pasture. Even the flocks of sheep are suffering punishment. To you, O Lord, I call because fire has consumed the grazing lands in the wilderness and flames have burned up all the trees in the countryside. Our epistle reading is from Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 to 3 an encouragement to listen to the word. The revelation from Jesus Christ that God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Christ expressed this revelation by means of symbols 
sent through his angel to, this, to his servant John. John spoke as a witness to the word of God and to the testimony about Jesus Christ, that is, to everything he saw. Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and hold on to the things written in it, because the time is near. Our gospel reading is from Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Encourages us to think about treasures in heaven. Someone from the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Man, who appointed me to be a judge or an arbiter over you? Then he said to them, Watch out and be on guard against all greed, because a man's life is not measured by how many possessions he has. He told them a parable. The land of a certain rich man produced very well. He was thinking to himself, what will I do? Because I do not have anywhere to store my crops. He said, this is what I will do. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and, and goods. And I will tell my soul, soul, you have many goods stored up for many years. Take it easy, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this night your soul will be demanded from you. Now who will get what you have prepared? This is how it will be for anyone who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider this Ash Wednesday is from Luke chapter 22, verses 47 to 53. While Jesus was still speaking, suddenly a crowd appeared and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He came near to Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When those who were around him saw what was about to happen, they said to him, Lord, should we strike with a sword? Then one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Then Jesus responded, Stop, no more of this. Then he touched the servant's ear and healed him. Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard and the elders who had come out against him, have you come out as you would against a robber with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts and you did not lay hands on me. But this is your hour when darkness rules. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, Lord, our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow children of God, you've been wronged. And because you've been wronged, you get angry and your heart rate goes up and your blood pressure is going up, your body temperature rises, your 
respiration and perspiration, they increased, you've been wronged. And you want to do something about it right now. What do you do? On Thursday of Holy Week, Monday, Thursday, Jesus and his disciples were in an upper room in Jerusalem. And in that upper room in Jerusalem, Jesus told them, told his disciples that he was about to be treated like a criminal. And he warned them that they would be facing the same thing themselves. He warned them that in their lives and in their ministries, things were going to become more and more difficult. In the past, they had been welcomed into homes and accepted by people. But from now on, what would happen is they'd face hostility. It didn't take long for the disciples to get their first taste of that hostility. Well, on that night when the Passover meal was over, Jesus led his disciples out into the Garden of Gethsemane. And you've heard what happened. I shared with you the reading. A detachment of soldiers guided by the Jewish leaders and, and led by Judas, the betrayer, came to arrest Jesus. But the disciples were ready for action. Peter swung his sword and severed an ear, but Jesus rebuked all the disciples. He said, no more of this. And he healed the man's ear. Jesus, he had done nothing wrong. As he declared to the mob, he certainly wasn't engaging in the kind of violent behavior that called for a detachment of armed soldiers like this that came to get Jesus. If he'd been guilty of some lesser charge, some lesser misdemeanor, his enemies could have arrested him very easily in public with people around on, on many of occasions. But Jesus knew that they came to him undercover because they had no legitimate case against him. This was mob justice. This was bribery. This was collusion at its worst. It was completely unfair. Now, what did Jesus do under those circumstances? A man who can heal someone who had just had his ear cut off, he'd have plenty of options for what he could do in a situation like this. With one word, Jesus could have called down legions of angels to deal with his enemies, to defend him. John's account of this tells us that when that mob asked for Jesus, who do you want? Jesus says, I am he. They all drew back and fell over flat to the ground. With another word, what Jesus could have done is he could have gotten rid of all of them forever, but he didn't. Instead, what he did is he healed the man, a man who had come to arrest him, the man he had that Peter's had cut the ear off of, he exercised restraint. In our Lent and Easter series this year, we're looking at God on trial. God on trial. And tonight, 
we'll look at Jesus' perfect holy restraint for us, which motivates us also to show restraint in our lives. Restraint, the ability to hold back. It's an aspect of self-control and it's not easy, especially in circumstances where you feel like you've been wronged. How do you respond to unwarranted criticism? What is your first reaction when someone accuses you of doing something that you didn't do? Or when people aren't listening or things aren't going your way? Restraint? That's not our normal action. Restraint? Not typically our first reaction, but why is it so difficult? It's so difficult because we tend to think of ourselves first. How did this hurt me? What did I do to deserve this? Why didn't they think of my needs and how this would make me feel? It's about our pride, our dignity, our sense of justice. We feel like we're on trial, that we're getting the bad deal. We get defensive, that we need to defend ourselves. So the pressure builds along with our heart rate and our blood pressure. All we can think of is trying to get rid of that feeling, wanting whatever we think will make us feel better. Maybe we don't swing a sword or our fists, but we do lash out with our tongues. We fire off an angry text or email or, or leave a bitter bombastment in, in the comment box. We give a glare, we fight back, we sin. But Jesus says, no more of this. And he heals. Look at Jesus. He wasn't thinking about himself. He wasn't thinking about the fact that he had done absolutely nothing wrong to deserve this. He wasn't thinking about what would make him feel better. No, he looked at that man who was bleeding from the place where his ear had been cut off, where his ear used to be. And Jesus saw him not as an enemy, but as someone with an eternal soul and with a name, Malchus, as the Apostle John tells us in his gospel. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus had said, love your enemies. Now he showed his disciples and he shows us as well what that looks like to love our enemies. No, Jesus wasn't thinking of himself. He was thinking of, of you and me. The path to your salvation and my salvation, that began with his surrender to that unholy mob in the garden. Restraint? That's a theme of Jesus' passion. He stood there in the garden as the perfect lamb of God who never opened his mouth to hurt or raised his hand to harm those who gave him such grief. His restraint, it was on display before Caius and Herod and Pilate and their factions. They taunted, they ridiculed, they struck, they scourged, 
And Jesus never once struck out, never lost his temper, never called down those legions of angels from heaven or thunder from heaven. Even as they nailed him to the cross, there was that amazing restraint. As he said, Father, forgive them. We need this Jesus as our Savior. We need his quiet and purposeful obedience to the Father's will. We need his, his perfection, his holiness, and his righteousness to be able to stand before our Father. And that's exactly what Jesus came to give us by dying on the cross and rising from the dead for us. Just what we need. We need his example, too, you know, we live in a world that's after the quick comeback, the zinger response, we could say, and the demeaning answer. Those are both re rewarded in real life and on Twitter, talk shows and, and news channels. They thrive on those inflammatory remarks that are used to gain viewers and secure a, a, a loyal audience social media algorithms, they target our sense of indignation to get us to engage. When we live in a world like this, it can rub off on us that instead of showing restraint, we want to attack. We want to use the same level of venom, anger, and spite against those who maybe have thrown anger, venom, and spite our way. Thinking of the other person, how he feels, becomes less important than making me feel heard and feel like I've gotten the upper hand. But now what if we do something different? A young man in his 20s years ago was shot and spent months in a coma on life support before he finally died. A small group of people gathered in an old Lutheran church for his, his Christian funeral, but when the funeral was ready to start, his, his mother wasn't there yet. And then finally, those in attendance heard this screaming that was coming from the back of the church. And it was the mother, hysterically, yelling at her daughter and her family members. She was swinging her arm. She was threatening them. She was calling them killers and murderers because after months in the coma, they made the choice to take him off of life support, even though he had no chance at survival screaming, still screaming and threatening, she ran to the front of the church and, and she fell on the casket there. When the funeral di director came to close the casket, she began hitting them. And after that, after what seemed like an eternity for those present, she ran out to the hearse and was still screaming and crying and threatening. And as she stood there at the hearse, Amazingly, there was an attendee who really didn't even know the mom who walked up to her and gave her a big hug. The woman whispered, 
It was an honor to know your son. He was a good kid. It was a privilege to know him. The mom who'd been swinging her arms and threatening and screaming, her shoulders dropped and her demeanor immediately changed. For the first time in a long time, there was quiet. And then another woman walked up to her and hugged her, did the same thing, and, and there was grace. There was Christian love and restraint. That quiet act said more than all the screaming that had preceded it. Oh, imagine the impact that you can have in this overcharged world in which we live, where, where restraint really is a lost art? Well, you know Jesus. You know the one who showed love, perfect love and perfect restraint, all the way to his sacrificial death on the cross for sinners like you and me. You know Jesus, that he's in control of all things. He's working all things for the good of his people. And this means that you can be different. You don't have to show that venom and spite and anger. You can show restraint. You, we, all of us can use our words to heal and to help instead of to inflame and destroy. We can think of the hurt others feel rather than the hurt that they may have caused us. We can respond graciously and not impulsively when we are provoked by those around us. Behavior like this may be interpreted by some as weakness, but actually, in fact, it takes strength. It takes strength that only can come from our Savior who has walked that path before us. In the garden, Jesus what we can say now is Jesus' power. It, it was definitely seen in his miraculous healing, but his strength was also seen in his restraint. The world would say that he had the absolute right to fight back. There was no question that Jesus was wrong. But he set aside justice for himself out of love for us. What do you think Malchus thought of Jesus from that moment on? Do you think the Holy Spirit was working in his heart? Do you think we might get a chance to meet him in heaven because of Jesus' restraint there? When you're wronged and you're going to be wronged in this life, remember that you operate from a position of strength. God has declared you righteous and forgiven and you don't have to prove anything. His plan, it's going to prevail. You don't have to be in control in this life. The Holy, the, the Lord is. And the Holy Spirit, he fills you. You don't stand alone. You can be a light in a world that often it just seems as if terrible darkness is what really is reigning. Instead of fighting back, you can swing the sword of the Spirit, the gospel of Jesus. You can tell people that Jesus loves you and all people so much that even though he has every reason to be angry at us because of our sins 
and our rebellion against him. Instead, he became one of us. He lived a perfect life for us so that we can have his righteousness. And he died on the cross to pay for our sins. And he rose from the dead to assure us that through faith in him, we'll live forever. Restraint from Jesus. What, what strange behavior, what love. And maybe when you imitate his restraint through your strange behavior and the message behind it, others will come to know of our Savior's amazing great love for us and for all. Amen. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrow. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Let's pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts to direct and rule us according to your will, to comfort us in all afflictions, to defend us from all error, and to lead us into all truth. We pray through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Thank you for joining me for our Ash Wednesday worship. Remember that the next five Wednesdays, we also will have Wednesday Lenten worship with different area pastors coming here to Calvary. I'll be going around to the other churches in the, the Lansing area as well. But again, thank you for joining us tonight. Remember, we have the service at 6.30 and on Wednesdays and before that at 5.30, soup suppers. Hope to see you for the soup suppers as I'll be heading off for the services. The Lord bless and keep you always.